for one champion sound Yeah, Estelle, we about to get down Who the hottest in the world right now Just touched down in London town Bet they give me a pound Tell them put the money in my hand right now Set up a motor, we need more seats We just sold out all the floor seats Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday Take me to New York, I'd love to see Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 230, Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement. Yes, I'm in the basement, somebody else is in a bathroom, somebody's in a living room, and I think Duvall is in his kitchen slash living room, so we're all over the place. Yep. Still doing the zooming, just because why not get some more guests that are all over the place. Duvall, man, how you doing? Been a while. I'm doing pretty good, man. I hope everybody had a happy holidays. Um Glad to be back, man. It's, it's, it's always a pleasure to, to sit here and chop it up with you. Um, if you're looking for me, it's Rod vs. Duvall on Twitter, just Duvall on Instagram. All right, and then Cheeks, he's going to have his, like, four-episode reign here. <laughs> Second episode coming up, and then he will be live in the basement for next week when he visits here in Charlotte. So, Cheeks, how you doing out there in Lubbock, Texas? Pretty good, man. It, it was actually 70 degrees today. Oh, okay. Um, I think it snowed like two weeks ago, but, you know, global warming isn't a real thing. <laughs> anyway, um, now I'm excited. This week I'm coming back home. Uh, you know, it's been a year. Like, I think this is the first time I've gone a whole year without yeah. coming back. Uh, normally it's a winter, summer thing, but because of all the madness, you know, some things had to be postponed. Um, but... If you want to find me, I am on Twitter and Instagram at I am the Maestro, and Facebook is just Austin. All right, for me, it is JRL Nation on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, the Beards Watch Podcast, our YouTube for our reaction videos, our burial cards. We're gonna have Cheeks playing a burial card. Him and his sweet thing gonna be playing a burial card today. Getting crazy down here. We're gonna we're gonna milk all the content we can out of Cheeks when he gets in town. Hit some brew reviews, all that. They see me rolling. Catch us all that, getting mad and angry at the Panthers. They got one final game left, and then we'll do one for the Super Bowl as we did last year. And then you can find our podcast on Spotify, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. So our guest today actually attended briefly with Cheeks and I at UNCG. Then he moved back to Alabama because, as we found out before the podcast, tuition was cheaper at the University of Alabama in-state than it would be out-of-state at UNC Greensboro. So, Drew, man, how you doing? Hey, man, it's good to be here. Uh, coming to you live from a bathroom in Telluride, Colorado. Um, <laughs> it's not allowed to, to record. I could have gotten some snow in the background, but I got the uh, the no from the wife. So mm. I'm, I'm coming at you live in the bathroom, and I'm ready to talk some, some Saints, baby. It's Saints week for the Panthers. That's right. And uh, I know Jacob came on my podcast. It's Crew to Drew at Crew to Drew on Twitter. You can get me at AJ Holtkamp. Um, we got a NOLA-based podcast, a lot of college football like you'd expect in New Orleans. Um, so it's good to be here. It's good to return the favor and get on your jump on your pod. Cheeks, good to see you, man. That's been a while. while. Uh, yeah, so yeah, started at Greensboro, and here we are a decade later recording the pod. That's right. Pretty crazy. So let's before we get into that talk, so – you went to your wife and you're like, hey, can I can I sit out here in this living room with this Airbnb we got? And she gave you the Heisman. She gave you the Derrick Henry, right? She she Derrick Henry you and Josh Norman 
threw you to the side. <laughs> like, I didn't come on vacation to listen to you on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, uh, hey, luckily, it's, it, it, you know, there's not a lot of echo in the bathroom, so my Bluetooth wasn't working. I'm just having all kinds of troubles here. Uh, but, you know, in Colorado, enjoying it. Uh, the restrictions here are insane, like way crazier. Like, NOLA got hit pretty bad. But here it's like takeout only, no indoor dining. When it's 20 degrees and snowing, um, it makes it, you know, you're staying in your room a lot if you're not on the mountain. So uh, definitely a big uh, a COVID type week. I feel like we're all back in quarantine with the wife. But we're having a good time and uh, getting ready to troll you guys. So was this, a, was this like a family vacation planned? No, it's just no, it's just the wife and I. We, uh, okay. you know, we, we haven't really traveled at all this year. So, you know, when we – booked the trip it was in like august so everything was looking good you know we booked the trip in a restaurant um but the skiing's all the same we snowed for 36 straight hours so uh we're getting after it trying to stay safe and uh you know just enjoying the colorado life i love the mountains okay so for the yeah, for the people out there so you are living still in alabama correct no, no. So i live in new orleans okay live in new orleans. Um, so i you know went to greensboro my freshman year moved back to bama um, went three for four in Natty's at Bama, uh, which was pretty sweet. And then I moved to New Orleans when I graduated in July of 2013. Okay. Uh, that's kind of when I became a big Saints fan. I've been there you know, ever since. I started a podcast with a buddy who went to LSU. He's also a big Saints fan. Um, he used to work at ESPN Radio, so we always kind of wanted to do a pod. So, yeah, man, I've been living the NOLA life for seven years and, and absolutely loving it. So what was your favorite national championship while you were there? Uh, probably, 09 was great. It was in the Rose Bowl I went, um, but definitely 2011 when they got the rematch against LSU for the simple fact that it was, A, it was in my future city, my future hometown, um, but basically all T-Town got up and moved to Bourbon, and it was like a three-day weekend. All of your college friends were there. Everyone's getting housed, having a blast, and then the tide just goes and puts a beat down. <laughs> on LSU, they get past the 50, then Dante Hightower sacks Jordan Jefferson for the fumble, so they don't get across the 50. It was a complete dominant performance, and it was just a hell of a time. I think I was a junior in high school, uh, college then. That and, must yeah, have so been I definitely say that one. Do what now? That should have been Oklahoma State. No, it shouldn't have. And the irony <laughs> is, you know, the year before that, Tuscaloosa was damaged badly by a huge tornado. And then the next football season, the Cyclones of Iowa State beat or who did they beat? I forget who they beat or they lost. They were, no, the Cyclones of, of uh, Iowa State beat Oklahoma State, which propelled Bama. I think Oregon lost again that week or something. Uh, but Bama was the best team. Everyone knows it. They won 21-0. <laughs> they didn't win the SEC. But they won the title in the rematch. I mean, <laughs> it's <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma State should have beaten Iowa State. <laughs> LSU would have waxed uh, Oklahoma State that year. I'm still salty, but it's fun. <laughs> How much money did you lose on that game, Chiefs? I didn't. I was just a big uh, <laughs> dang. I can't remember his name now, so I'm not that big of a fan. But uh, Les Miles, oh. that was my god. Okay. Now he's sticking it up at. Yeah, I mean, I, if you can, if you can get Kansas to win in football, I mean, you'd be a god amongst everybody because that's a tough spot to win in football. So, all right. 
So you're there now. How was it like going from obviously being an Alabama fan now moving to New Orleans and being around a lot of – is it a mix? I mean, there's got to be a lot of LSU fans, obviously. But how is right. that kind of walking around with Alabama not having a professional football team? You kind of have to adopt New or- the Saints. Is there right. any – you know, well, your buddy's an LSU fan. You started a pod. But how is that kind of like just sitting around, walking down the street and all that good stuff? It's not too bad. Like when I first, I mean, I married an LSU girl, so oh, okay. Um, you know, it's a house divided, and, and LSU yeah, fans definitely have great fun. When I first moved there, it was always the eye roll because of the saving. Oh, I went to Alabama. Oh, okay. Well, it's the saving factor. You know, he built that program and left, and then Bama got lucky enough to get him. So LSU hates Bama. We kind of like LSU because we always beat them and we party every time we play them. Um, but you know, I didn't really even become a Saints fan until. Probably 2015, I watched the games and stuff, but it was those seven and nine years when the defenses were historically bad. Breeze wasn't making, you know, the top of the market. The drafting was embarrassing. Rob Ryan was a joke. Actually met him at a bar. Really good guy. Cool dude. Joke of a DC. Um, and so I, but once the Saints started getting good, it was when Jeff Ireland came in in 2015, the city kind of woke back up. You know, that 2017 season. But you could start in 2016. They went 7-9. Michael Thomas was a rookie. You could start seeing the new regime of the front office um, and the scouting department start to kind of take shape. And ever since then, you know, we've been on fire. And and to be honest with you, it's been a tough fandom. Uh, I've had to endure, as a Bama fan, I know, look, I can't say I've had to endure a lot of losses as a Bama fan but uh, because we've won so much. But my top three losses as a fan, the kick six, which Bama was going for a three-peat, which was brutal. But then the Minneapolis oh. miracle, Ooh, yeah. which was worse, mm. worse than the kick six because the Saints were actually winning. Yeah. And, and we were actually out skiing that weekend. We were in Colorado. A bunch of Vikings fans in this bar trolling us the first half, and then they end up losing. And then the no call. I was at that game. Um, that was so heartbreaking and depressing. I, like, I can't tell you. And, like, this whole city – was about to go on fire, and then everyone went into a rabbit hole of depression. You have to watch the replay over and over. So those three losses, although I love the teams I root for, and the Saints has been tough because we we lost on the last play of the game three years in a row, which I don't think has ever been done. Um, but the, the Saints fans fun, man. The, the, or the, the games are fun. I know y'all probably don't like Saints fans, but Houdat Nation is a blast. You've got the jazz and all the chants that they have and the partying. It's a shame that the Dome hasn't been the Dome this year because it's one of the greatest places to watch a sporting event. I highly recommend y'all go to a Panther Saints game when the Dome is packed. It's incredibly fun. Um, but, you know, being a Bama fan, it hurt for a little bit going to NOLA, but I ended up marrying a Tiger, so I think it's all good. <laughs> now, Duvall, you've been down there and kind of yeah. partying with Saints fans, didn't you, a couple years ago or something? Yeah, I actually went last year. That was my first time going to New Orleans, and uh, – like I enjoyed it. Like I, I can tell you this now, the biggest the biggest fans that I hate are Falcons fans. So y'all are I, I, it, it's Falcons, Cowboys, and then I would say Saints because like when I was down there, although they were big Saints fans and they knew I was a Panthers fan because I had enough Panther stuff, they weren't like like outrageously rude or anything like that. And also we're partying, we're drinking, so they don't really give a damn. Like they're just <laughs> you know pouring a bag. So. Um, I can imagine how much fun that is, but I do have one question for you. So, like, when you were at Alabama, as me being a, a Cam fan, not necessarily an Auburn fan, because I'm from North Carolina, 
So that that Auburn Alabama game when they came back and won, how was that as far as a painkiller to you? Because I know you talked about your worst losses. How was that one? Oh, and that's probably how was it kind of just having Cam come through? Because I know Cam was so came out of nowhere. Like so, how was that? Well, yeah, that that would probably be four. Um, I was at that oh. game as well. Yeah, that was brutal. We were completely dominating, and you got to remember that 2010 Bama team was loaded. I mean, they had. Marcel Darius, Julio Jones, Mark Ingram, uh, Mark Barron, like a bunch of studs, Drake Kirkpatrick, like all these NFL players. And they were dominating them 24-7. And then it, it was kind of saintsy with flukes that happened in that game. Mark Ingram fumbles, goes 20 yards or something. Bama's still winning, and they're driving. And then Auburn somehow gets it. Um, and then Cam just goes on this crazy run. Uh, you know, the, the RFP Philip Lutzenkirk and had the game timing TD right in that end zone that we were at. It, it was brutal. And, you know, the whole scam Newton thing was hot in the streets. The bad men that, you know, people were reporting on on Fine Bomb. I was a heavy Fine Bomb guy back in my Bama days. You gotta <laughs> love Powell. Um, but no, yeah, that is easily top four. Uh, that was probably, no, that's probably top that number four, but it doesn't compare to the other three because Bama was already out. They had lost to South Carolina that year. Uh, with Marcus Lattimore uh, and Steve Spurrier, and then they lost at LSU, which is the last time they had lost L- at LSU. They've won like four or five straight. So that was rough, but it, there wasn't as much on the line because Bam had already been eliminated to where it, it's not nearly as bad as those other three. But, yeah, I mean, losing to Auburn always sucks, especially in Brian Denny because we normally don't lose to Auburn and Brian Denny. And, uh, you know, but Cam deserved it. He was incredible that year, and I was rooting for him. Now, I'm sorry, I think he's washed and done. He just can't complete passes. But he had a great run in Carolina, and I was I was rooting for y'all uh, in that 15 Super Bowl. I was even giving Roland over there some trolls when y'all lost. That, that had to hurt. <laughs> that was, yeah, that one, I mean, like I said, we've been to the Super Bowl twice, and the first one was for all of our fresh, at least us three's freshman year in high school. And then, yeah, the 15-1 and one hurt the most, and we've talked about it multiple times on the pod just because – of how dominant the team was that whole year, how dominant they were through the playoffs. I mean, there was no close playoff game. And then it got to the to the Super Bowl, and just crazy, funny things happened. Like you said, the field, a kicker misses a field goal that was 35 yards. Your, your all-pro fullback fumbles the ball on the opening second-half drive when we're moving. You know, so many drop The Cotchery call with the very next play. They, it was a completed pass. They called it incomplete. The very next play is the Von Miller strip sack touchdown. Like, those things that don't happen, if it's a catch, I don't think Bob Miller strip sacks touched. You know what I'm saying? It's just the different things kind of happen to see it, you know, unfold. Game of inches, man. Exactly, and, and and so Game and then and just the, and then the team not being built the right way, and then kind of digressing, and then just you know seeing the cam injuries and all that stuff pile up, and now I think it's caught up to him. I mean, I will say though he can't throw it, he does throw some good ones, but I mean they didn't give him any help in New England. I mean, that's my other, and I feel like that's what his, they didn't go out. Edelman's been hurt all year, and he had the weird one week where he was off because of COVID. He tested positive, and they lost to the to the Chiefs on that. The weird to the Bills earlier in the year, he fumbled near the end of the game. So I would have liked Bill to Harry's see, a bust. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see him with some weapons, a legit wide receiver. I mean, he's out there throwing to Demir Bird, Jacoby Myers, which seems to be an okay receiver, but he ain't a number one. No tight end whatsoever. And the running backs, James White's been in and out with some personal issues. You know, his dad passed away. So Say what? Damian Harris was good. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've just uh, it's just been I mean, yeah. as to expect the Patriots were on a, a run that no team's ever going to run again. That many years of like the last time the Bills beat them or swept them was 20 years ago. Like that stuff just doesn't happen. So, I think you're seeing the end of that. You know, they didn't have any salary cap money to pay other players. So, I I interested to see where does Cam go next year. Hopefully, he doesn't hang it up. I'd like to see him get a shot. He's probably going to have to go in and compete be a, or be a backup and wait for something. But I don't know. You hate to see it, but, you know, that's kind of how it goes in the NFL, right? Duvall, what's your favorite saying? Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> I don't even know what. Fa- Father Time. Father time. time stays undefeated, oh, yeah, right? Father Time. It is undefeated. It is undefeated. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's so, true. That is true. And that's I think it's caught up with them, and it and it just sucks to see it, but that's just kind of how it goes. But to get to to Panther Saints, I mean, what New Orleans is going for the first ever NFC South sweep. You know they'll be it's six and zero oh if they beat the Panthers. I know Sean Payton just wants to put the beat down on it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has been Teddy lukewarm. He should have never signed for sixty eight million dollars up here. Drew, I know you loved him when he was there. But he has been nothing but just uh, non-fun. Yeah, it, not for that money. And then we go out and we go from potentially we lose that game against Washington. We could have gotten it to pick three, and now we're picking nine. I don't know. I, as Duvall, we always say in our reaction videos, we cheer for wins no matter what. The losses weren't making yeah. us hurt. Now it's like when we win, we lose. When we lose, we win. I don't know what the you know. So wherever we are, maybe that's Trey Lance territory. I don't know. We can get into that later. But I I think this should be a Saints 35-14 game is what I think. Yeah, it's it's very similar to last year's circumstances, right? It's the you know it's the end of the year. The Saints have something to play for. I mean, the, the one seed is still in the grasp yep. for the Saints right now. Yep. If the Packers lose to the Bears, which is unlikely, <laughs> um, and the and the Seahawks and the Seahawks win against who are they playing the the Niners, um, then the, the Saints have the tiebreaker and they get the number one seed. So they're going to be ready to come, ready to roll. They're still depleted. Uh, they just lost. Um, you know, Quan Alexander to an Achilles injury, which is a huge loss. Him and Demario Davis were looking like the premier linebacking duo in the league. I think Demario Davis is one of the more underrated players in football. He's an absolute monster and a great team leader. Um, Breeze has looked, let's be honest, washed. Yeah. He can't throw the ball down the field. Uh, there are a couple plays here and there, but he hasn't been able to, to throw the ball down the field on a consistent basis. And the last two games, he's been playing with backups. I mean, Mike Thomas, I mean, Drew Brees and Mike Thomas have only played 10 quarters together. So I don't like the Saints' chances coming into this postseason as much as I did last postseason. I just think they don't have as much chemistry. Their injuries are starting to pile up. Um, but they're going to win this game. I think that they definitely want to get at least the two seed. But judging like what Green Bay did on Sunday night, they look like the premier team, and not just the NFC, I think in the entire league. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, he's my MVP. He's playing out of his mind. And if the Saints have to go up to Lambeau, I just don't see it with Drew Brees' arm strength, especially if it's in a snowstorm or cold weather. But I'll tell you what, Alvin Kamara has been a truly a blast to watch this year. He's been a top five offensive player in the, in the league, not, you know, not counting quarterbacks. You could argue – He's the best back. I mean, I think Derrick Henry, um, you know, he's just he's a little different than everybody. But I would take Alvin over Dalvin Cook. I would take Alvin over McCaffrey. 
honestly. I think he has better value than McCaffrey when you consider where they were drafted and their contracts. So it's going to be a, a win. I don't know if it's going to be a beatdown like last year. I think the line's six and a half. Um, the defense is, is a top five defense. I mean, they're playing awesome. Obviously, the quad injury hurts, but they're going to win this game. It's a matter of can they, you know, finish in the playoffs. And, and this is the Super Bowl or bust season. You know, it's not make the playoffs and it was a good season. Like, if the Panthers had made the playoffs this year, it would have been considered a success. Yeah. It's only a success if the Saints win the Super Bowl this year. So, and just based off what we've seen lately, I don't know if that's realistic, but hey, man, I'm going to be optimistic thinking half glass full. Y'all been, y'all been, I would, love, I would love a Super Bowl parade, but it would have, hopefully happen after COVID. Y'all been Super Bowl bust for the past six, seven years now. <laughs> Breeze, no, no. I, I, Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Breeze would have retired if Brady didn't go to Tampa Bay. It's possible. I mean, there were there were rumors coming out that he wanted to retire, and, and Mickey Loomis, the GM, and Sean Payton had to talk him back into it. Because another question with the Saints, you know, they got Sean Payton signed long term, but moving forward is going to be very intriguing to see what the Saints do. Their roster is loaded now. Their cap situation after 21, after next season is a bat. I mean, we're going to have to cut and trade a ton of people, or Mickey's just going to have to do some crazy stuff. But I don't know if Breeze would have, I think he was leaning retirement, and they talked him back into it. Just based off the roster, I mean, I think the Saints have one of the best, if not the best, rosters in the league. Their defense is so deep. They've had a ton of people out, and they're still winning games. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if Breeze would have retired or not, but he's the quarterback right now, and he gives the Saints the best chance to win. I didn't see enough from Taysom. Honestly, I wanted some Jameis action. I wanted Jameis time, but, uh, you know, Sean, he's got an ego. We paid Taysom $16 million for a reason. He's got to see that play out. But I wasn't uh, convinced that he's the future, and, and I don't think Sean was either. But uh, the Saints, it's, it's, it's Super Bowl or bust this year, and then next year, who the hell knows what's going to happen. I mean, y'all could, bring, y'all could always bring back Jameis. You know, because, I mean, on a cheap deal and see what you can do. Maybe two-year deal and let him ballot out with Taysom. That's what I would like to see. I'd like to see an open competition. You know, Breeze is going to have a 25 21-ish million dollar dead cap hit, even if he retires, because they voided the final year of his deal. You're already paying Taysom 16 so if you can pay Jameis, like, two years, $10 million, something cheap, which, look, he's made first-round money, um, and he's, you know, say it, you know, Sean Payton's basically been the Nick Saban of quarterbacks. You know, Nick Saban's the rehabilitating coach in, you know, in college football. What Sean's been able to do, getting Teddy, you know, and the Panthers were lucky enough to bite on that $68 yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he's one of the best QB coaches in the league, and Jameis was never really given a true shot, and who knows? Jameis could just be a knucklehead his whole career, but I think if you put him in the Saints system, that's the best opportunity he'll have a chance to succeed. If he could figure it out up top, he's always had the talent. It's just been between the ears, and um, I think this year's been humbling for him. So I'm with you, you know, Duvall. I'd like to see him bring him back on a cheap deal. Because I mean, unless they go for my boy Mac Daddy in the draft, who could be Mac Jones could be on the Panthers. Trail. What in the in the fifth round? Ninth overall, baby. Ninth overall. No, no, no. Don't sign me up for that. Give me get that he's a ball, bro. Yeah, yeah, okay. As receivers are, I take, yeah. I might take five, six shots if I see something like this. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm I'll, telling you. I'll tell you one thing. Whatever the Panthers do, whoever they pick, 
This will be a draft for our reaction video, similar to what I did with the LaMelo ball pick I put out. I'm going to have people send me their reactions because last year, with between the Isaiah Simmons and Derrick Brown, we had some good reactions. But with so much of the fan pace wanting a quarterback, and if they go with somebody like Micah up in Penn State or they take a corner mm-hmm. and there's a quarterback there that has slid – it could be very interesting to see those reactions because there's a lot of fans who have turned on Teddy. There's still some that like him, but they're waning just because of the the fact these last games where he's had so many chances to drive and win, and he doesn't take the risk. He doesn't take the gamble. To me, he's a perfect backup quarterback. If you wanted, need him to play two or three games like the Saints did, five games and go five and one or whatever it was, beautiful. That's what you want. But as the season goes longer and you're playing at bigger moments, it just seems like he kind of – curls up and doesn't necessarily take advantage of those. I mean, the one that got me was the Broncos game where it's fourth and nine and he throws the underneath one-yard route to a covered receiver and the guy immediately gets tackled. I'm like, at least throw me something up in the air past the sticks, right? And the guy, if the guy was wide open, okay, maybe, but, you know, just stuff like that where the game's on the line and it just is, you know, I'm not saying he doesn't want it because he does put his body on the line and running the ball and doing different things, but... To go from a can to a Teddy has been like a night and day difference, just passion wise and energy wise. But you know, well, we'll, this. What's, what's the overall you know first season? What's the overall you know feeling of the fan base with the Matt Rule hire? I think he's done a pretty good job. Now they brought in a whole new front office with him as well. I mean, what is the fan? Are they optimistic? Are they thinking it's getting turned around? I think from what I've seen in Duval, you could follow up. You know, I was le- cheeks cheeks sold me on him initially. Because Cheeks was actually here last year when they hired him. I want to say, weren't you, Cheeks? Oh, no. I, I feel like... I, I do remember like us having conversations. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, Matt Rule is the guy. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I go to Tech, so like we see Baylor every year. And there was that gap when all that shit came out. They lost their coach. They sucked. He comes the 12-2 again. Sugar Bowl. I mean, I went to the Sugar Bowl last yeah. year. Yeah. So, he's done some things I've liked. I didn't like how – like I've said it plenty of times before. The I know he has to say it when he first came about, oh, I want to coach Cam. He has to save face. And then they immediately, the day before free agency started, they signed Teddy B. And then all of a sudden, before they even gave Cam the proper, hey, this is the guy who was a league MVP, took it to a Super Bowl – and y'all just didn't even give him the courtesy to say goodbye before signing Teddy B, whatever. So that kind of put me a little bad taste in my mouth. And then some things, I've, I've now learned that when he says some things, you got to take it and go, okay, it's coach speak. Because he, you know, what there was something else I think about a certain, and it happened during training camp. A, a, a reporter would ask him about a player, like, oh, he'd have a great day. Two hours later, that player was cut. <laughs> it was, you had to get, you had to get used to that kind of thing. So, He's done all right. I didn't necessarily like his this press conference he did this past week where he compared everything. He he pick and chose his narrative about winning in December because I think he was going at the fans who were mad that we won against Washington. And he was like, well, you got to learn to win in December. And my thing is he started rattling off years we haven't won and skipping the years where we have won in December. Oh, and, I, and I'm like, okay, I get what he's doing, but now you can't just, you know, the previous two head coaches before him have gone to the Super Bowl and lost. So he needs to at least go to the Super Bowl 
to even get close to those coaches in success. Now we had our bad taste with Rivera at the end, but let's be honest, he made a lot, he did a lot of things for us. I mean, we went to a Super Bowl, went 15 and won one of the best regular seasons of all time. John Fox, same thing. So it's like I almost he talks as, as like our culture was so bad. And this was a terrible franchise. Now, yes, overall our overall franchise record is a losing, like I think we're 180 and 220. So yes, we're not great, but he talks like he's done so much. And yes, he did go to the Super I think he's only one in three in bowl games, right? So he talks a big talk like he's won national championships and done stuff. TBD. I hope it works out. I really do. But I'm still waiting to see this process he's talking about. And he ragged on the Philly system about, you know, they're not hanging banners. But shit, the 76ers have been in the been in the playoffs and we're one shot away from going to the finals two years ago. So, you know, there is a process, but there's, there's different ways to do it. I know he, he's not a big on the tanking thing, but I'm not saying he got a tank, but. It would have been nice to lose that game and be picking third overall. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, and, and I'm I'm a and, and I'm a bag that up where, to some degree, I feel like wasn't that we won the game? It was just that Washington fucking lost. Yes, they I don't even know if they even like showed up to the stadium. So it was just kind of I was like I don't even know what the hell is going on. And then like the more we played, I was like we're about to win, and we are still playing like dog doo Like like seriously, we're about to win. And, and that's why, that's why, and to be honest with you, I was even more mad because we were playing terribly. We were, like, playing to lose, and we still won. Yep. You know, so um, kind of to add to that, Jacob, as far as as far as far this first year, um, it's, 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 it's been okay. I mean, it's had highs and lows, um, but what I'm, I'm continuing to do with him, I'm just going to keep it even and just, just, just maintain it and just see how things go. We'll see how he transitions year two how he implements certain things, you know, hopefully next year we'll have a full off-season training camp, um, all those types of things. You know, this year he doesn't have to worry about, I guess, lingering questions about Cam and lingering questions about former players and all that type of stuff. So it's kind of a clean slate. Um, we'll see what the new GM does as well, because, I mean, that's just a clean slate as well. So we'll see what the new GM does, how they kind of talk and, and handle certain things. Um and I know Cheeks was high on him. I was high on being him. That's who I wanted. Last year, when he was when, when he was interviewed, I was like, I really hope that we get him. And he, prior to even interviewing, like he was like talking about how much he wanted to work with Cam. And I saw how much he did with Mahomes and even Alex Smith, like all those types of things. I'm like, shoot, I want him. Um, but but we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how they handle this draft. Because to me, I feel like this draft is going to be pretty – big on determining how we kind of move forward. Not only just the draft, just how he handles free agency, because we're going to have a little bit more money than we're usually used to having in free agency, because we're usually, you know, kind of stuck, you know, stuck not being able to open our pockets. So um, we'll see. Uh, one thing, like I said, man, I, I when, when it comes to that, and I know we'll get further into the draft as things go, the only thing I want is, is at that nine pick, if for some reason, because – I feel like there is there is a feeling that they're going to take a quarterback if they're available. Now, granted, if we were picking fourth or third, there's absolutely no way to me that we're not taking a quarterback. Yeah. But if we're picking ninth, um, for sake of argument, if that's worst case because we're not winning on Sunday, if we're picking ninth um, <laughs> and, and there's a Lance there or, or, or Fields there because they're sliding because somebody's taking a run on receivers and corners and then somebody's sliding – I would say if that quarterback, if you, if he gives you a better chance, if you say to yourself, we draft him 
and we plug him in, are we better than we were the day before? You got to do that. You know, no ifs, ands, and buts about it. But if you're like, I don't know if there's, you know, if it's trash or that, 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 that type of quarterback or the quarterback from Alabama is, is still sitting there and you want to go take Parsons or something, you just got to make sure you hit. Yeah, and, I, and I, he's, he's, you know, he's been preaching big on, like, culture and stuff. Also, what you need to win the NFL is elite talent. So we can, we can sit here all day and talk about how much you want a certain player and, like, you want a culture of winning, but you also got to get guys who are just, like, that elite. Like, we went to the Super Bowl because we had Cam, Luke, Olsen, Thomas Davis, like, guys across the board who were the best at their position. So – to his point, like, I, I get nervous sometimes when he talks about, like, he wants this gritty football player. That's true, and I want some of those. That's my fourth through, like, seventh round. Now, yeah, you can still get those in the first round, but I also need guys. You need those elite talent guys, so I don't want them passing up on guys because, oh, this guy was, you know, like you said, we'll see. To me, the Trey Lance would be perfect because Teddy's under a three-year. You can almost Alex Smith Mahomes it in a way where you can bring him along let Teddy take a little bit more beating while you develop that offensive line and then throw in, and, you know, Trey Lance is a, I haven't watched, but the one game that he played this year, he seems to be a freak of an athlete, but he's just got to kind of get more experience. So to me, that's the perfect guy. Now, hopefully they see that. I don't know. There's still so much to happen in slide and who knows we could, if we do, when we do lose, I think we will jump a little bit, but a lot of other dominoes to me is going to be interesting. Atlanta, Atlanta's going to be sitting there. They're at three right now. And do they, depending on who they get, do they, fields. yeah, do they get rid of Ryan or do they go get a Fields? Do they get does I BYU do. guy fall? I mean, I think I think Fields is the pick for Atlanta. I mean, he's from Georgia, he's from Marietta, right outside true. Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if they could trade Ryan. He's still got a terrible contract. He's not playing yeah. up to he's, that he's earning. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I forgot how bad Atlanta is this year. I was thinking, like, I was just thinking that I, because I don't really follow the Panthers, no offense. I was like, make it, like, as y'all are talking, I was like, hell yeah, Washington, way to screw it up for the Panthers. No <laughs> the inside track to get fields. Yeah. I don't want another good quarterback in the division, all right? Because we have our own quarterback issues in New Orleans starting in about a month. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're making the Super Bowl. So, uh, I think I think Atlanta's in prime position to get either Zach Wilson or, or cause the, the tackle from Oregon's going. He's Bengals. going to the Bengals, yes, yes. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, if it's – I would probably go Fields over uh, BYU kid. Uh, Zach, was it Zach Wilson, Wilson, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. I watched the Coastal game. You know, shout out Coastal Coach. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, did you lose money in that one, Chiefs? I don't get the Zach Wilson hype. Like, when I, I look at those games, I'm just like, oh, it's a spread QB. Cool. Like, And they're playing nobody. Yeah. Well, I'm with it. So I, the the one thing I'm not mad about with us dropping is now we're out of the Zach Wilson hype train because he's going to be gone way before I think we're going to be picking. I mean, like I said, I think Atlanta just jumped the Bengals to three, and we're going to. I think we could very well see three straight quarterbacks go: Lawrence, Wilson, or Fields at two to to New York. Barring unless they unless Sam Darnold now has lights it up these this last game and they decide maybe to go I mean they just took Beckton so they probably won't go off the tackle but maybe they go get uh, your boy from Alabama high at three reliving some Keyshawn Johnson days of taking a receiver so high I mean that would be something 
the Jets could do if they want to stick with Darnold. I think now they stick with Darnold because if, you, if you're out on Lawrence, unless you're just sold on Fields or Wilson, why not try to help Darnold out and go get your boy from Alabama who's the best receiver that's come out of there since maybe Julio, they say, and they've been pumping out Calvin Ridley's and all different kind of guys. So that, to me, could be the Jets so that we could see a couple quarterbacks slide a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith, he might win the Heisman. I mean, yeah. he, he literally might win the Heisman. He's been amazing. Um, you know, I think that that's somebody the Panthers could maybe target at number nine if the quarterback you don't want. I think Jamar Chase from LSU, he gets forgotten about a little bit. But him and Burrow were dominant last year. I think he'll be the first receiver off the board. But, yeah, I mean, Waddle, Jalen Waddle's almost as good as Devontae. So, um, Bama is loaded, and they just, you know, recruits they have coming in like the receiving core that's what worries me about Tua he's looked bad you know in the first you know, he's had a couple good games but like his receiving core is going to end up having four first rounders yeah. Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs last year and you got Devontae Smith and Jalen well Lowe this you year. know what's great for Tua they have the Texans pick and they're picking fourth uh, overall because the Texans are idiots exactly <laughs> so maybe <laughs> they're so gonna he's gonna be reunited with your boy He's going to be reunited with your boy unless the Jets take him at two or whatever it is. I mean, they're going to get a shot because they traded uh, Mask Boy from Ole Miss to the Texans for a first-rounder. and <laughs> Yeah, Gas Mask. Who was that? For the that? record, though. Laramie Tunsil. That's it, yeah. For the record, though, just for Duval's sake, I think Mac Jones is better than Tua. So he's a good-ass player. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. no, yeah, I do. I think he's better than Tua. So you're just dismissing him because I hope you dismiss him. So I he's not. Because he, I want the Saints to draft. Who was the guy that went to the Bengals that had the Catherine Webb that dated Catherine Webb? AJ McCarron. He's not AJ, AJ McCarron again. He's way yeah. That's that's how I look at it. He's way better. Like, is, is, is it him or is it the talent around him? Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's, it's both. so hard. When you have first rounders, of course they're gonna be open all damn time. <laughs> I could get two hundred yards on that team. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's pump the brakes here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take this little five yard pitch. Go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, he might be okay. I'm not sold on him as as well, Drew. I don't. I think it'd be a riot here in Charlotte, North Carolina, if he went as high as nine or possibly seven, wherever we're picking again. But. No, I, I hope that that's the case because, like I said, I want. I'm not a Taysom believer. I don't know about Jameis. Give me Mac. So you'd be fine if they took if the Saints took him at pick thirty something or thirty two if you win the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd be pumped. I mean, I, I, I've been saying it for years. The best thing in the NFL right now, the biggest secret weapon, is a rookie quarterback on the the first round deal because they're locked in for at least four years, and you have a guaranteed price that's not going to fluctuate but ever a couple million, and then you can just load up everything around them. I mean, this, the, the Chiefs just did it right. The Seahawks did it right. The Rams did it and got to a Super Bowl and lost. So it's the way to do it is to get a quarterback on a cheap deal and let them play and then just load up the offense and load up the defense. For me, Panthers, if it's not a quarterback – it can be anything but a running back because we've already spent $70, $60 million on a running back that hasn't played it all this year. His body was just like, oh, I got, the, I secured the bag and I'm not playing ball anymore. Him and Olivia Cuplo just playing with their own balls in their own room. But the defense and he's and that new. new house in Mooresville. Yeah, yeah, that new house. Good <laughs> Lord, he dropped bags and bags of money for that new house yeah. in Mooresville. Him and Cuplo <laughs> out there. Um, but defense, we could honestly – I wouldn't say another defensive tackle – 
Defensive end seems to be okay with Burns and Gross Matos, but a corner, uh, uh, possibly a linebacker. I don't know if you need to take Micah Parsons in the top 10. I mean, people are still still fresh off the mind of Luke Keekley, so they still think every linebacker that's going to go that high is going to turn into Luke Keekley. I don't think Parsons will be there at nine. He no. might. He might not. I don't know. I mean, uh, Luke Keekley slid till nine. We took him at nine, so I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that can still happen. I don't know if we necessarily need a linebacker, but a corner or a safety, an offensive lineman, I wouldn't be mad at either because we haven't invested really in the offensive line. And the, the second-round pick we traded a first-round what package together to get has been banging his head against the wall. He needs a gas mask. Oh, what's his name? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> Another old Miss guy. Greg Little. Greg Little. He's been a bust too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I don't know. They, they need a lot. NC Mike. Yeah, and see, my thing is, is I, the reason why I think that the, the only reason that I don't think Atlanta would take a quarterback. Now, I could be wrong. I really could because they they're going to have to go under a whole new. They're going to have new coordinators, whole new coaching staff. The only thing is, is the amount of money that they owe Matt Ryan. If they can find a way to get out from under that, they're going to have to do it. Because I mean, they got him and they got to pay Julio. And I think, I think Matt Ryan, you can't really opt out of his, I think, for another, like, two, three years. So, I mean, because he just re-signed that that, that, next, that that next deal, like, in 2017, I think. You know, so they could take one, but I think that I can see them taking Parsons and just kind of saying to themselves, we're only one or two players away from turning this, this season around, which you can argue on paper they have the talent. Now, do they need a, a, a solid, healthy running back? Yes, because – Todd Gurley's not who he used to be, but if they can find a second, third round dominant interrupt running back that can tote the rock and Julio's healthy, you've got Ridley, you've got the tight end that they traded for, and then if you're able to get somebody coming off the edge, young like Parsons or somebody like that, I mean, I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't do that. But, I mean, they could take a quarterback too. But it, I think it's going to be a little bit of shuffling of the quarterback this year too with everything going on in Detroit and then everything going up in Philly too. Well, I think a, a lot of it's a lot of it's going to be shit. Quarterbacks are going to be all shuffled again, just like it was this past year. I mean, the, I mean, since we're on the basically, this, this will be like you know, same, same uh, NFC South roundtable edition. <laughs> um, we're talking about all the teams. I mean, where do y'all where y'all with Tampa? Um, I mean, they're in, they're I'm in a rich. believer. If you can rush the passer against Tampa, you can beat them. If you yeah. get Brady on the mm-hmm. he's been dominant dominant against the shitty teams, but. You know, the Saints, that was the best beatdown of, of a Saints game I've ever seen when they went in Sunday night. That was a thing of the beauty. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, I don't think Tampa, I don't want to play them again if I'm as a Saints fan. Because it's hard to beat a team three times, but they beat the Panthers three times back yeah. in, what, 2017? Yeah, yeah, we were here. That was at the same time um, to clinch the playoffs. And mm-hmm. well, that was a Rivera coach game. Yeah. That, that yeah, the Saints actually lost. Us, the Bucks. But I'm gonna let him have it. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was that playoff no, game. What was that? That new was that New Year's Eve, I think that playoff game was on, where Caitlin Clay dropped a touchdown. Devin Funches oh. lost it in the lights. He lost <laughs> it in the lights. He couldn't see it and dropped it. All them players yeah, you are gone. Yes. yes, we that did. Was a that was the power uh, Went out. Yes, that was the power went. So Drew, the literally the last play of that game, we're watching it over here, and the whole house, like the block, a tree fell on the power line. Power goes out, and we're like, yo, what happened? And then somebody got on Twitter and was like, 
oh yeah, Devin Funches dropped the ball and we lost. And we were like, oh. Yeah, that was a bad drop. Yeah, that was, yeah. It, oh, the power went out. Yeah. Literally, like as we Cam. We were watching the. We were watching the. Um, it was the Falcons game. The Falcons were coming back a couple weeks ago at our like, you know, our, our watering hole when we watched the Saints. Power went out. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, the man. First half. And at the end of the game, and we had to watch it on our phones. Thank goodness for YouTube TV. But, uh, That's true. I mean, where are y'all with Tampa? Y'all think they're good? They can make a run? Yeah, I think so. But like you said, it, everyone's made a good point. If you blow up Tom Brady's lap. He's like you said. That's how he's lost all his Super Bowls. That's how he's been. You know, a forty. He's forty-five years old. You hit him enough, you get in his face. But they've got the damn talent. There's no doubt about that. They could make, and it's the playoffs. So it's if you get hot, and they're getting a little hot now. Again, they've beaten just some team. Like they just beat Detroit real bad, and who else they're playing? I mean, teams that don't really give a shit, and they're already on vacation mode. But they got a shot. It's Tom Brady, man, in the playoffs. You know, you never know. And that's any team in the playoffs. I yeah. mean, if you can get kind of like Jacob said, you kind of you get hot, and if they're able to kind of get in a rhythm, I mean, with that offense as explosive as they can be, and they've got a pretty stout defense as well, a lot of veterans on the other side of the ball. I mean, they can they could really, you know, do some damage. And I mean, you know, outside, of, I mean, you got you got to get through. The, I mean, they they have a tough battle because you got New Orleans, you got Seattle, um, you've got um, Green Bay. And then you've got, of course, themselves. So, I mean, it, it'd be a tough battle. Um, but I, I, I think the playoffs will definitely be interesting. It'll be, a, it'll definitely be a dog fight. Any team coming out of the NFC South. But I think the I don't big, think anybody wants to go through Green Bay. Though. Yeah, big thing like Drew, you mentioned earlier with the Saints not having the dome experience for the playoffs, which is a big factor. The only real true home field advantage would be Green Bay if it's snowing, right? Like if you go to Tampa Bay, it's gonna, it may be raining, but it's still gonna be nice weather. In the Dome against New Orleans, you don't have the, what, 80,000 fans screaming at you. So that's – and we've seen that a lot this year where the home field advantage hasn't really played a part unless it's more so just been the better team has won. You haven't seen a lot of things sway or whatever. So that, to me, could be the – you know even Seattle, their home field, but they're not allowing people. So besides just the time difference, I don't know if there's anything really besides Green Bay where if it's pouring snow like we just saw on Sunday Night Football – and the Titans are like, we're not ready for this, even though they had Derrick Henry. I mean, Rodgers and Devontae Adams put on a clinic about playing snow football. I mean, it was unreal out there. So, Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and look, I mean, you know, in, in a 2020 COVID season, you you know, there's no argument, like, to your point. Green Bay is the ultimate home field advantage. Now, next year, when we're in normalcy and we have normal crowds, you could argue the Dome is, is more of a home field advantage than Lambeau, but Green Bay is in the driver's seat, like I said. I think they're the Super Bowl favorites. The Chiefs haven't looked all that good. Bills have looked great. Um, but before I leave, I, I got to ask y'all, where do y'all see this? my team, my Saints ended up? Because y'all are not making the playoffs. But it's, I had a lot of draft talk on here, so this is clearly a Panthers pod. The season's still going on. Where do y'all think my Houdats end up? I, I say losing the NFC Championship to, to Green Bay, but what say y'all? Yeah, I mean, this weird – I'm not used to this seven – team format yet this playoff seating's weird and there's still so much on the line um if Michael Thomas comes back and Drew Brees somehow finds some MJ's juice from Space Jam and can and can revitalize maybe they can get the Super Bowl 
But that's going to be like if Aaron Rodgers gets locked up for something and Devontae Adams gets popped for something. Like, ain't you know, I, I can't see them going into Green Bay if the snow, or even if it's like 17 degrees, Drew Brees is going to have that look on his face after he broke his ribs. He looked like he didn't want to play football anymore. He was calling his bank account saying, thank you for all this money, but I don't want to play anymore. So, I, I mean, a team like Seattle could come and upset. I could – I'll go with you. I mean, losing the Green Bay, I'd say you could possibly get upset in whoever first round. I don't again. I don't know if this seventeen oh, first round upsets way in play. Yeah, That's I don't. Very... I don't. And I, I'm not familiar with this this seventeen parlay kind of playoffs they got this year. That's throwing me all off with one team on a bye. So I don't know really who's lining up for y'all to play. But you know, it would not surprise me if the first round is a first round exit. I agree with that. Especially given Breeze, like I've I've bruised a rib, and that took like a month before me to be like right, right. You know, I can't imagine breaking five. And you tell me to go throw a football, like I couldn't laugh. Like it, it hurt. So that's that's why I think Sean Payton should just swallow his pride. And be like, all right, Jameis, you you will throw two picks. We know it. Breeze is doing the same thing. He's throwing two picks, but. I can at least maybe get three TDs out of you. And I got Michael Thomas over here whenever he comes back. Like, if Jameis can do one thing, he, he can get the best player the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that, that's all you need. Yeah. I'm with you, I'm with you. All right, Duval. Yeah. <laughs> to, kind of, to kind of add to that, I, I mean, I think the team goes as, as Drew Brees goes. So, um I would say I would say him as well as Alvin Kamara. If you're able to kind of really get Kamara going, if he's able to get one or two TDs and he has 75, 80 yards rushing and another 50, 60 receiving, y'all are going to be very tough to beat. With regard, I think regardless of whatever Michael Thomas and um, anybody else does. Um, so I think I think you certainly get through the first round. Um, I think the second round gets dicey as well as the, the NFC Championship game. But, I mean, if, if 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 you go up to that cold weather and y'all are able to pound the football and, and run Kamara and he really gets going and he's able to have two, three touchdown games like he did the other – well, he had six the other day. But if you're able to kind of wear them down and keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and, you know, your defense is able to kind of force him in difficult situations – I can I can definitely see y'all getting to the Super Bowl. Now the Super Bowl would be a different case because I don't know if y'all be able to get past Kansas City. That'd be a tough, tough task. As well as even if Buffalo goes. I mean Buffalo's pretty tough on defense. Um so yeah. Well, that's well, where yeah, I'm at with I mean, let's let's pump the brakes here. Green Bay, that's saying a lot. I know I brought up that's yeah, we gotta get like <laughs> Jacob's point. We gotta get past round one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, just to add to everything that we've said, like this defense is legit though. They really are. I mean, they have one of the best pass rushes in the league. So they have, you know, the potential to take over a game defensively, which you have to have. You know, it's a, this team could be the 2015 Broncos to beat y'all's beloved Patri- uh, Panthers, or it could be a one-and-done to end Breezy's career. Uh, I hope it's the former, not the latter, um, but we will see. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you just have another miracle play or like a missed call or something crazy that happens, you know, in the dome when there's in no our, fans. In our favor for once. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so before – I know you got – we got a five-minute shot clock on you before you have to sign out so the, so the wife doesn't get mad at you. Have you picked a question yet? 
I have. Okay, um, so this is our triple whammy okay. sauce, wine under the bridge notebook. Go ahead, pick, read the question you got. If you could only listen to one song for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's tough. Is there a name next to that? Like if someone who wrote it? Crash. Crash, okay. If you could only pick one song. God, that is tough because... That is a song. That's like a Dave Matthews song. person. Speaking of, did y'all see that Twisted T answer marching mashup they did? Oh, that was great. I don't know. Have y'all seen that Twisted T video? Of the guy, the white guys calling the black guy the N-word in the gas station? And so he keeps saying yeah. it over and over. So the black guy gra- has, grabs a twisted T, and the guy's like, "Hit me in the face! Hit me in the face!" And he just takes the twisted T and smacks oh, him. Yeah, so that. somebody took yeah. that video, and as the smacks going, is playing Ants' marching, and does the dun 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 spat, and they keep smacking it as the as the drum solo drum hits there. It's pretty funny. All right, one song. Oh. I mean, I'll go first. Go ahead. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of cheating. Like, so I'm a big jam band guy. I'm sure Duvall and Cheeks don't have a clue. Like, I'm a big fish fan, right? Um, so, so I would, choose, I would choose Tweezer, just because you said one song. I mean, it's it's Tweezer is the name of the song, but there's like 200, no, there's like a thousand different versions because they kind of jam off and improvise. So that would be my pick. I know that's kind of cheating. But I'm kind of bending the rules because, you know. I, I guess you're right. So if it is one song, it could be different variations of that one song yes. sung by yes. others. And if it's the same song and the same artist, you could have a thousand different versions. That's true. So if I'm going to go off of that, a song that's been played a million times and it never gets old for me, I'll just go ahead and say Wagon Wheel. Because I've already heard that a million <laughs> times. I've heard it with different versions. Funny story, I got arrested of that song in high school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What were you doing to get arrested? We were coming. It was it was the summer before freshman year, and we were in a dry county in Alabama. We didn't have any booze in the car. We were blaring wagon wheel coming home from like a lake party, and we got pulled over, and they arrested us for minor in consumption. <laughs> we didn't have any booze. Like, yeah, yeah was, but they had it because you. They could tell you were drunk, we were so in you had dry having... county. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wow. was a joke, little yeah. joke. Um, but yeah, we were blaring Wagon Wheel when the lights turned on. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, who wants to well, go? My dad doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> Duval or Cheeks? Cheeks, what you got? Uh, I guess recency bias here, but Rehab by Britt Baez. Been one of my favorite songs this year. Probably listen to it damn near every day. So. I think I need to listen to it after this. I've never heard it. I don't know if you'll like it. Cheeks, is that that on the New Year's Eve playlist? No. No, okay. It's it's, it's a slower song. Oh, it's a slower song. Oh, is it your lovemaking song? No, this is the complete opposite of lovemaking. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh. 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 (laughs) You can can add this. You're going to have to add this. Add that song. Um, (laughs) Man, it's... It's, it's tough because I got two, like a 1A and 1B, but I'll, I'll go my 1A would be a Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap. Okay. There. So, yeah. What's 1B? Uh, Kanye West, Flashing Lights. 
but I don't yeah. fuck with Kanye. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that is Duvall's yeah. go-to. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can fuck with that. Speaking of that, <laughs> I think uh, Can't Tell Me Nothing might be the one I close to. Okay, well, that's, yeah. that's not bad either. That, that's, that's a tough one, too. Yeah. Either way, though. Having only one song forever would suck. Yes. At, at, I mean, yeah, no matter how much you love the song right now, by day 150, you're going to be like, this is the worst song of all time. Because that's the only one you can listen to. Yeah. That's the only one you'd be able to listen to. Imagine a nice, imagine a summer day, you got the top down, you got a top down, you got the windows rolled down, and you got the same song on repeat every stoplight. Yeah. What it looks like. Same yeah. playing. The yep. next slide, the same, you know, it's like, ah, but yeah. No. All right, before we let, Drew, you're about what? You got, oh, you're right at 8.30. So, uh, 6.30. Oh, well, 8.30. 30, 8.30 Eastern time. Real quick before you go, I'm going to hit the record on this so I can grab a uh, screen grab for the socials. But uh, before we sign off, We'll do a quick Pick'em League top 10. Myself, Duvall, Quarter, all favorites. Jeff Hux, Jesse, Logan, Danny, Cam, and then Nate. So that's our top 10 in the Pick'em League there. Duvall jumping up to second, and we'll see if I can hold it off to the end there. But, Drew, appreciate you. You need to make some bad picks, man. Make some bad picks. I'm, it's, I'm almost at the point with a four-point lead where – I don't. I can't get too crazy. I might. I just got to pick like almost all favorites because if I get too crazy, I might lose the lead. I don't know. There's a lot of mental games going on. But Drew, I appreciate yeah. you stopping by. You know. Yeah, man. I yeah. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. Jacob, Austin, good to see your faces again. Duvall, good to meet you. Based on our too, conversation, man. we might need to get back together for some NBA talk. Uh, Pelly, oh man. Lego. Pelly's yeah. got some talent, boys. <laughs> Uh, and y'all just yeah. dropped y'all just drafted Lamelo. Just so, tell uh, me, just tell me. Get content out when, there first. When Zion Williamson asking for a trade? <laughs> hey, Bi just got the max, so this will be a little tease. Bi just got the max. Lonzo's gonna get the restricted. We got a big three, baby. You know we ain't letting Zion go to Charlotte. All right. Yeah. And, uh, or no, sorry. Uh, L A. Lonzo go to Charlotte. Yeah. Zion ain't going to Charlotte, and. Stan Van, man, he's been killing it. Looking good so far. B.I.'s a stud. Zion, Zion. For the playoffs. Would love, yeah, would love to get back <laughs> for a, uh, NBA, NBA, NBA. Yeah, I'm sure we can make that work out uh, somewhere in 2021. So, well, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get you in trouble with your lady. Go get your takeout and all that kind of stuff. Just stick around for like three seconds after I hit stop so we can do a quick like pose for the social medias. But, uh, yeah, Cheeks, appreciate you. See you in a couple days. What time is your plane land again? Big one. One o'clock. All right, Duvall, I guess I'll catch you in a couple days, too. We'll be ready to go. I'll have the Jello shots ready, all that good stuff for New Year's. Everybody else out there, have a good, safe New Year's. And we'll uh, catch you next week. Duvall, man, how do we send it out? Peace. Boy, American boy.